Hey, y'all. Scotty Real. And the dude here. And we just want to shout out to our crew of listeners, growers, cannabis professionals, and recreational tokers. Otherwise known as the Dude Grows Crew. Who every week come through solid and donate their hard-earned money to produce this show. It's the support from our listeners that directly produces the Dude Grow Show and keeps the unbiased grow knowledge pumping out week after week after week, guys. You are the DGC, and there's strength in numbers. So please show us some love and help produce the next show by going to DudeGrows.com and making a small donation. Respect. Come on, brother. Let's get high and start the show. Yeah. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's up, everybody? Dude Grows, episode 35. Hanging in there, straight at you, out of Denver, Colorado. Mile high. How high, Scotty? Yo, we have 5280, man. 5280, exactly, everywhere. So, if you don't know, Dude Grow Show, guys, they only grow your own plant-specific, that being marijuana, cannabis, pot, weed, grow show. So, hope you're enjoying. Hope you guys have been listening. We're going to get up to episode, I don't know, thousand at least. Thousand at least. Plenty to grow talk all the time. We're only in the infancy of prohibition falling everywhere. I'm loving to see it, you know. Just to never think this would happen, but shit. Colorado showing you what's up. Somebody offered some weed up to Barack Obama the other day here in Colorado. So, that'll be up in our news as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, he, he turned it down, surprisingly. Yeah, but, uh, right. <laughs> You've seen that picture, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, actually some of this skit, dude. He does. I don't know if you heard of Key and Peele. They do a hilarious skit where like it's a rock back in his uh, college days. Oh yeah, I bet unbelievable. I believe that shit, man. Uh, of course, if you don't know the format, we got what's going on in our grows coming up. We got to sit in again with Doctor J talking a little bit about outdoor grow, cloning. As well as what we're smoking. Yeah, we'll get into what we're smoking here in a minute. We gotta talk. It's always fun to talk about what's getting us high, what's keeping us tuned in for the podcast, Scotty. Yeah, man. So let's talk about the deals real quick, you guys. As listeners, man, we'd love to bring you know support us. We'll support you, of course. You know, if you ever need to run a trimmer, which I'm going to be at the end of this outdoor season, thirty percent off at the trimmer store. Just say the dude grow show sent you. They will hook you up. If you're in the Colorado area, man, kick it over at Way to Grow. Use Dude Grow's account, you get a hell of a discount, guaranteed. And don't just say you want to use Dude's account because I found out they got like ten dudes here. So <laughs> use uh, use Dude. I mean, they also have some Superman, Captain Americas, all kinds of good names. But Dude Grow's will get you the loving over here. What else we got? Of course, Recharge, the official product of the Dude Grow's show, all in one. I love it. I'm like at this knockdown, Scotty. I love it. All in one, Mike Obri. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, see, you got too confident. What man. is it? What is it? It's microbial inoculant. My microbial friend. inoculant, or super pack, if you will. I tell you every show, but I'm going to tell you real quick what we got in here. We got 
you know, mycorrhizae four strains at least, and the thing with this is, I say at least, is because there's a lot more shit in here than what's on the label. Per founder Scotty here, I just learned, you know, when you're in the label, the deeper you make your label, the deeper your pockets have to be. So we got the important ones listed. Mycorrhizae, four strains of bacteria, and the 100 million count trichoderma, kelp, molasses, humic, fulvic, amino acids, all in a very soluble cocoa-smelling powder mix. Mm, Do not drink it, please. (laughs) And I guarantee you, guys, if you try it, you're going to freaking dig it. It's a great additive to any nutrient program except straight hydro water culture. But, uh, man, I've been getting a lot of good feedback on the Facebook on my YouTube channel, I put some recharge videos out, and the shit is kicking. So if you want to see what it's about, go over the Dude Grows on YouTube. Go to realgrowers.com, pick it up there, and if you do, coupon code DUDE, 25% off. Definitely will, uh, shit, that brings it down to, like, what, for an 8 ounce? I don't know, 20 bucks or something? Uh, I can't do math. Man. Yeah, me neither. I mean, we, we usually typically tune up pretty well before the show. So let's get into uh, shit. Let's take that away with what we're smoking. You want to tell me? 24, about? man. I did it, man. 24. 24 what? 20% off of 30. Oh, $24. Gotcha. gotcha. Scotty's uh, saying. It's even more. It's 25%. <laughs> whatever. I can't. I mean, so, yeah, I think it's about 22 bucks, wouldn't it be? That works. We're not here for math. We're here for the grow knowledge. Yeah. Uh, let's go start about what we're smoking, dude. I'll, I'll take it away real quick with, uh, I got some really good edibles. And they're basically, God, I forgot the nut. It's like a type of nut bar with just good butter gooiness in it. And uh, a friend of mine made them for me. I gave this girl, actually, I met snowboarding. It's like, she, she's bragging about her butter skills. So I was like, oh, snap. All right, I'm going to hook that up. So the next time I had a bunch of trim, give it to her. And she sat on it for a little bit, but called me one day. She's like, I got some really good, you know, bars done. And then she made an infused, um, like, cocoa oil with beeswax and something, vitamin B, I don't know, something a chick would make for skin. Right. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, actually. It works really well. But the bars, they're, they're like light, you know. I loved it because I could actually eat, like, a normal serving. I could eat, like, you know, a... Uh, four inch or let's say three and a half inch by three and a half inch square and you know have no fear because they weren't made with you know sometimes you eat a whole fucking square of something or a bar of something you're down for the count yeah there's a comb my daily i could do it so daily was fine during the day except i have one what were you gonna say scotty oh, i was gonna say there's been some serious backlash with people making edibles that are too strong man oh you're reminding me of this local radio station out here we'll try and find the clip for the show Nerf, LOL, this 93.3 if you're in the Denver area. They put out comical commercials all the time, and uh, this one was about, they're, like, breaking down. This guy's eating not some nachos at a restaurant. He's a tourist, and he's like, is there weed in here? And she's like, yes, of course. There's weed in everything on our menu. Nice. And then they go into, did you know in Colorado, 73% of all food has weed in it. <laughs> so they're breaking that down. It's pretty freaking hilarious. But these new bars I got, I didn't do anything ignorant, but the first time I had one, it was it was a little bit of paranoia. It wasn't like I could go out, I, I couldn't go out and get my shit done during the day. But I, I checked out this new store by my house. I went to like an army surplus survival store. Like I always wanted to stop in there, and I was like, buy it. So swung in there, and the guy behind the counter, he was pretty intense. You know, he had like the full military guard. <laughs> like okay. you could tell he was real deal about what he was doing with his store. And so I, was, you know, can I help you with anything? Like no, I'm just looking around. And Are then, you sure? Because the shit could go down any second, man. <laughs> he did have some, like, zombie knives and zombie ammunition in there. <laughs> At least take the zombie knife while you're in my store, please. But, you know, I was, my edible was, wasn't kicking in like I couldn't handle it, but it was there. So 
Sure enough, I start making the mistake and start talking to the guy about shotguns on the wall. And yeah. he's like, I'm like, I've been thinking about getting a shotgun, you know, it wouldn't be too bad. Granted, I'd never keep a shotgun at my house with my plants, because that's still pretty heavy-duty shit. But, Hell no. Um, regardless, I'm like, I've been thinking about getting getting a shotgun, and he's like, oh, all right, hell yeah. And he's like, took one down off the wall, and he's, I'm like, why is that one called the... The field, whatever, and he's like, because this one completely breaks down, and he like started breaking it down. And he's like, here, let me put all you want to, you want to hold it, check it all out, try and break it down. I'm like, dude, I'll come. I just like made an excuse. I'm like, I'll come back actually with the wife because she's the one that's really interested. It was like yeah. my awkward edible moment with a guy breaking down weaponry in front of me. Yeah, so she really liked the Widowmaker. <laughs> it was a little intense, but uh, that's my recommendation. If you guys obviously try edibles, go light. Wait, wait, wait. So your recommendation is to <laughs> eat an edible and go to a gun store, man? That's Honestly, a good, that's a good point. Don't that ca- sounds cool, man. I will do that. I was having fun in my head with laughing about this guy's character. Not <laughs> laughing at him, but it was pretty intense. You know, I had the perfect uh, military hat that had the name of his store on the front of it. And, like, you know, the military sweater with, like, the nylon things on the shoulder. Like, he was ready, man. He was ready to go. But uh, my recommendation is not to do that. But be careful with the edibles, guys. Of course, uh, if you're buying them, you definitely have to try, like, a quarter of what you're supposed to. If you're making them on your own, just put in less, man. Less is more on edibles and get to know it. And then you'll really start enjoying it, man. I'm digging these because I can handle them and it's good. I call it, like, my vitamin THC, man. If I could eat edibles daily... Um, and have full maintenance without fucking up my day. Good for your health, good anti-cancer benefits, all that, all that jazz. So. Fuck that, man. It's bad for my tolerance, man. <laughs> your freaking, uh, vape is bad for your tolerance. It's people just killing their tolerance because they can vape everywhere all the time. But what are you smoking, Scotty? Me? I'm actually smoking some sublime. Something delicious, man. I don't even know, I don't even know anything about this, man. I just know that, uh, Dr. J grew up, man. Rolled up some some blind joints. Doctor J is going to be in in today. I'm sure he'll have. He's known for rolling up the J's. It's usually how he wants to start everything off, but it can be quite the holdup to the dude grow show. Because <laughs> next thing everybody's in, incapacitated. But uh, what's up with the sublime? Delicious. I seen the beautiful nugs he grew, man. I, I I'm sure these are indoor nugs. But, it's associated uh, with the band at all? Uh, yeah, it's official. It's their official strain. <laughs> Is this Sublime featuring Rome Sublime, though? Gotcha. It's the Rome, the Rome <laughs> substrain of the Sublime strain. It's Bradley Knoll Sublime, man. <laughs> now, you know what? It's really delicious, man. Like a fruity kind of flavor to it. Definitely an, an indica high, so there's never, put it this way, whatever we're smoking really knocked me on my ass. That's for sure, man. That's I, the problem with all the time, with, you know, on the show here, guys, I forgot to announce we're actually, uh, if we sound a little different, we, we got studio space now, so... Uh, we're moving ahead in the world, and our studio space is going to get a bit more advanced and technological soon. Right now, it's yes. Yeah. Right now, we just have the studio. Yes, we have the space. <laughs> but we're starting to outfit it here, so it's the first time I have to record, and Scotty's like next to me, so it's a little bit tougher. But we're going to figure it out. Yes, let's not make eye contact. Dude. <laughs> That's what's up with that, guys. Which is great. We're going to get more visitors in here, more people on the show, and. uh Man, maybe lose my train of thought, Scotty. Maybe we should just cut on over to the news here. Yeah, let's do that, man. There's some interesting news going on. You know, I mean, there is a lot of news about those edibles, man. I mean, about the labeling and whatnot. I actually saw it on CNN there or something. And I think it has to do, remember that Maureen Dowd report from a man, couple weeks ago? I don't even want to talk about Maureen I'm Dowd. Sure, I'm pretty sure that shit is kind of caught viral. And I think people are like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> You're right, man. I did go to go to Colorado, ate a couple chocolate bars, and got fucked up. You know? 
Yeah, and that's yeah. We already talked about it, but that story just put a lot of negative press. Maybe on. they should make them taste shittier or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is pretty easy to eat a chocolate bar or four. You know. I'll tell you. Speaking of edibles, we got this story titled "Twice Baked in Washington." Uh, you found this one. Yeah, that was actually, interesting, man. Yeah, that trying to eat uh, cannabis root. This guy was eating cannabis root. I think from like an NFT system. So you know, it's really clean white root. Sure. And uh, that you know, it might be a little bit harder. For people to clean, I guess the roots that are grown in dirt. And if anybody's cocoa, seen, cocoa cleans up real nice, man. True, cocoa is uh, pretty much like just a hydroponic substrate. Sure. If I could call it that. Whoa, and uh, you even said that right. Yes, sub substra, substra. If anybody's seen an NFT system with real healthy roots, it's just the white pearlies. It's a pretty thing to see. But so he's getting these roots. And he's just drying them and grounding them up. And what he's after is the CBDs for pain relief to not have the high with uh, THC. So he did a little, you know, a little test and... Smoked before it. Yeah, the typical stoner test. <laughs> it says I think he ate an edible. The first test, he, he ate an edible that that had THC in it, and then he wanted, a few hours later, he wanted to see if eating just the dried root with CBD would bring his high down. And I don't think that worked out for him, uh, but he did notice the next day, uh, he started off his day, instead of having an edible for his pain relief routine, he ate the dried root, and it worked, man. He's saying that it wasn't an issue, you know, and he could feel it. He put it in his smoothie, which I'm a smoothie fool, too, so I kind of like this. Maybe I'll be requesting some of your roots soon. Uh, <laughs> but he said he took it at 6 a.m., and then about 7.30 a.m., he could feel it kick in. And that's another thing with edibles, man. I've taken them before at, like, 11 a.m., and I'm coming down, like, at 6 p.m. So sure. you, you got to be careful with the time frame on what you're doing with edibles, and know that, especially if you just ate something and you don't have an empty or medium to empty stomach, it's going to take a while to get through there. Next thing you know, you're, you're at the weapon store high as hell. So <laughs> take your time with that shit. See what uh, happened. I, th- I thought that was a just say no commercial from the <laughs> 80s, man. No? This is cool, though, Scotty. I'm, I'm going to look into this more. That's, I'm, at any time, we're finding that every part of this plant you can use, you know, whole plant benefits of. Definitely, I've never really thrown away my leaves because we can extract and do all kinds of awesome shit with that. Now that people are doing the roots, like, that's sweet. Yeah. So if you guys out there are doing it for pain relief and not to just get high and recreate, then uh, try this root shit, man. It'll be twice baked in Washington. You can check it in the show notes, which is up on all the descriptions on all the fine networks. Hey, so, what up? Can you imagine that if we find out, like, years later that we're... We've been throwing away the best, most medicinal part of the plant. That'd be so funny, you know? The, typical, you know? The part of the plant that does the best pain relief, just tossing, yeah. Right, you know? Well, you know, there's, it just reminds me, it's like some of these states are having laws that you can only use this CBD strain or it's like you can only have right this type. It's like, dude, it's whole plant benefits, man. Like, why would you... doesn't make any sense. Not to mention... I, like I've said before, people's endocannabinoid system gets hit different ways. I've had weed that some people are like, dude, that didn't get me high, man. And other people are like, that got me high, you know? So right. to single it down to one strain or CBD only or all this shit, CBD and THC need to dance a little together, and I think that feels good, actually. So. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend, unfortunately, that's in the later stages of cancer, and uh, his wife came up to me. I saw her July 4th, and she said, you know, man, can you really get my, my husband something strong, you know? And I knew that he wanted some something that was going to get him high, too. 
Yeah. You know, and this guy doesn't smoke, you know, but I mean, the guy's shaking, he's really, you know, it's really bad. Well, Why gotta, not be a little bit of high, man? You gotta be careful too. I mean, I thought about that as far as in, at least be ready, you know, cause if you're in a ill state, and then if I, let's say, you know, I had something bad that could be potentially deadly, and then I got, uh, the paranoia high going on, that might freak you out a little oh, if you're I'm not sure ready for that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Alright, so, next news story. Like I said, nothing too interesting here. First time on the Dude Grow Show, I've featured an article from TMZ. Uh-huh. <laughs> TMZ. I mean, there's a lot of news sources on this. President Barack Obama laughs off weed offer. Puff, puff, no pass. Shows a picture of him just cracking up. Basically, he was out, you know, he's been here, I think, for a couple days, and he was out on the town Tuesday night uh, to, to hit up a few... Man of the people spots, whatever those are. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the man of the people spots are to hang out in Denver. But somebody hollered out like they were filming him and stuff, and I think they got the audio, and they holler out real loud, Do you want a hit, man? <laughs> Which is great that he heard it, and all the correspondence was made. Um, you know, and he's, he lapped it off, but, you know, going to wonder what happens behind the scenes a little bit. i got to say, you know, it's a subject with some people are all, I don't really get into the, the haters or, or you'll have a guy driving with the don't blame me sticker with politics. I don't get into politics, but I got to tell you, yeah, I like the legal weed, and I haven't seen the feds here in Colorado causing a shit ton of problems, at least above radar. Who knows what goes on behind the radar? Some of those news stories you never get. Yeah, it's still illegal to deal weed, man, you know? Yeah, but I haven't heard, like, you know, usually if a big sweep or bust goes down, somebody gets wind of it and it makes the news out here. I also hear from a friend or another grower. That shit's going on, but when you got these commercial growers, you know, setting up a thousand lighter, you got guys putting millions and millions and millions of dollars into indoor grow setups. You got to think there's, you know, there's that big wig behind closed doors meeting going on with some of the people in charge of shit, knowing it is going on because in Florida it's just starting to happen right now, where they already know there's like eight out of ten people, uh, you know, that have been canvassed are already going to vote yes. And they're preparing for it. And I mean, is Florida going to be more outdoor? Do you know? Yeah, there's going to be greenhouse. That's what be asked, outdoor. because you had to have that greenhouse nursery industry experience for like right. thirty fucking years or something. But I'm hooked up with a couple of those guys that do have the the thirty year greenhouse experience and are pre pre approved to grow. And they're telling me they're looking for warehouses because security is such an uh, issue in Florida. Man, I want it all. I mean. A lot of it to be outdoor. More Climate more. control, brother. It's going to be hard, man. I mean, you're going to have to come up with some special strains to handle 90% humidity, rain every day. Shit, that's true, Don. And I mean, we got the only problem with growing here in Colorado is the shorter season, you know, with that frost coming too early, then you get screwed. But I do. Oh, shit. A friend of mine just went up to uh, check his grow out, his outdoor grow. Hell. It's like, what the hell happened, man? Oh, man. I mean, in Colorado, there's serious hail problems, man. <laughs> I mean, it's not like once in a while. It's like not, half a dozen times. Not in the dude's grows anymore. I got the tiki hail coverage. And if you want to check it, I got a few videos, of course, over on YouTube. The nah. dude grows on YouTube. Nice. Um, let's go. Let's go to more news. Mark Emery. Mr. Mark Emery. The prince of pot, if you will. The self-proclaimed prince now, of who, pot. Now, that's what I was asked. Did you know who, who named Mark Emery the prince of pot? I mean, I thought that had to have been something. That comes from, like, you know, 
that the investigators, the DEA or some like, look at this guy, he's the fucking Prince of Pot. Uh, but you think he's self proclaimed? Yeah, I do think so. We met that guy, man. He's uh <laughs> This is true. <laughs> he's a big promoter of himself, man, that's for sure. He is definitely type double A plus and we we went up to uh Vancouver for an industry show, you know, maybe ten years ago and wandered into the volcano vape lounge. Yeah. Like, we gotta go to somewhere where we can smoke. And sure enough, I think it was his joint and he pops out and starts, I think he started pulling on the bag, and the next thing, everybody's just blazed, and this guy's talking a mile a freaking minute. Holy shit, he was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, we'd affected him differently. Man. It's like what you said, like, you have people talking at you instead of with you. Right, but take a breath, brother, take a breath. I'll take it, no offense to Mark. Um, he was a nice guy, man, and he had that vapor lounge, and he invited us in yeah. there, man, and he had that, man, he had that place loaded with beautiful women. Yes. I remember I was reading the Cannabis Culture magazine, and it, it said how to score anywhere, and it was about how, <laughs> it was about how to how to uh, you know find weed anywhere you went in the world. And I looked on the I was actually reading the article, but on the cover was this hot redhead. And then I looked up, and she was there. Awesome, it yeah, was great. The, remember, remember you got to break the bong hit with us, man. You got to break it down how we how did we pick up the herb in Vancouver, man? That was oh kind of, weren't you God. the one that got some one time? Yeah, man. There was like a <laughs> you went to a jukebox. This you went to this place. You went to the jukebox. Yeah, go go <laughs> to the bar. Go to the jukebox, and if you stand there, I remember that. Just stand there for a few minutes, and somebody comes over. Yeah, and then they go, are you nuts? You can't buy anything in here. you got to go out the doors and upstairs. You remember that one? Yeah, you, that's where you went. It was like, <laughs> like, like a scene out of a movie. So you go outside, up like just a stairwell in the building, right? right. A nondescript stairwell. Right. And then, like, up to a room with a guy in a desk or some shit? A guy in a desk with a pit bull beside him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I forgot that part, dude. There's just a pit bull sitting there looking at you. Yeah, ready to bite you if you're fucked This is reminding me of when I was at a park over in uh, Lagos, Portugal. Hey, that is, like, the shittiest dispensary right there, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> this guy was, like, sitting uh, at the brick of hash in the park, and he'd be like, you know, so how much do you want? And, you know, he'd be like, how much money do you have? And he wouldn't show us, like, how much he was going to cut off there until we told him how much money we had, which I didn't really like. No, but, that's, uh, I mean, it's so much nicer. It's so much better. We used to have to deal with this kind of bullshit. I remember I tried to buy weed in New York one time, and these guys started chasing me, like, running around for a half hour. They saw me a half hour later and said, hey, we were just trying to give you some weed to sample, man. You know, so, I mean, the, the amount of trouble and the amount of problems you can get into trying to freaking score is retarded, man. It's so nice to be able to go to a store. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely, I mean, and lastly, these stories are just flooding in, in into my brain. Another place over in uh, Barcelona, you know, this guy pulled the, uh, you know, here's how we're going to do it. You come sit over at this table, kind of like an area, outside eating area for multiple restaurants. I'll come sit with you guys, and I'm going to slide you this pack of cigarettes, and there's some hash in there for you. Maybe. And then, well, first, sorry, <laughs> let me back up. He's like, first... Offer you a cigarette, you take the pack, you put your money in there, slide it back to me, I'll slide it back to you with some, yeah, with some herb and hash in there, and then the deal's done. But of course, emphasizing in broken language, you gotta be very, very careful, police everywhere watching. Sure. So they're trying to put you in a tight spot, and then sure enough, as soon as he walks away, the, the place is busy as hell. He's gone. And we walk away, he's sold us rocks, you know, pieces of gravel. Walk around for like an hour, like fuming, like we're gonna kill this guy. You know, you know, we're on we're on a trip in Europe. It's not easy to get herb in some places over there at all, unless you really know what's up and get a lot of trouble. 
And that was just like, dude, let's find them. We're going to get them. And lesson learned, man. Don't ever be pressured into a sale, per se, in any illegal markets, man. Well, 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 if we're given a hard and fast lesson here, the lesson learned is you don't give them the money until you got your stuff. Yes. From that point on in the trip, <laughs> it was every time. Sure. Yeah, sure. Like, let me see. Let me hold it. Exactly. But yeah. back to Mark Emery. We veered off on there. Just We, we pulled a mark. <laughs> yeah. So... He's supposed to get out, uh, I believe today. Uh, he had a five year freaking prison sentence. Which I, well, that is bullshit. Horrible, man. No matter, I mean, if he's just slinging seeds, I think there was other, like, tax evasion. And in the middle, was it mainly because seeds were coming from Canada into the U.S.? Look, is what brought the U.S. into it? From what I know, remember when Martha Stewart went to jail because she said, fuck you to the feds, man? You can't <laughs> say fuck you to the feds, you know? <laughs> True. That's true. usually when you get you get made an example of. Same with Wesley Snipes, you know. Oh man, That's yeah. Usually, usually, what happens is you, you usually try to try you know, try the feds, and uh, that's when they usually get the shit thrown at you, man. So yes, I, I have, don't know the intricacies of it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with the uh, not advisable to say fuck you to the feds. Uh-uh. <laughs> They'll probably uh, come back a little bit stronger. Regardless, I think he's getting out, dude. Uh, he won't be out today. He's got to do, of course, all the transferring. He's going to another prison in Louisiana before he'll be deported back up to Canada. And good for him. I think him and his wife maintained a great relationship, even with them in prison. And uh, he's going to be loving being the hell out of prison. I know yeah. That. Congratulations, Mark. Hopefully, you got a lot of content done while you're in there. Got a book done, some other jazz. It's. I think he was. Actually playing in a band I read somewhere in, in the prison he was in, so... Come on, man. you got to pass the time somehow, man. <laughs> I agree with that, for sure. I agree with nobody deserves to be in prison for pot, man. Absolutely nobody. No, not at all. So, that's it for the uh, the news, y'all. You know what, man? What do you got? Speaking of that, though, man, there was an article I saw this morning. This guy's got caught driving with a bunch of edibles. I guess they were probably bringing enough back to sell. You know, if you Where thought- at? Uh, they got caught in Oklahoma, and they are facing life in jail for it. What? Man. Yep. Uh, but they had they had to have weight. Like they had a ton. They had a shitload. You're like literally. They had a ton. Whoa. We got banners falling in the studio here, guys. <laughs> Uno momento. But yeah. That's right. We got banners in our studio. Look at that moving up in the world, guys. Sure. Um, no sound equipment. So but we facing, have a banner. <laughs> facing life. Yeah, that is fucked I mean, up. They, but you know what, though, man? It kind of. I was talking to the, a buddy of mine this morning. We were talking about it, and he was saying that you know it's so fucked up. And I was saying, yeah, it is fucked up. But you know what, man? The world should be able to have those places. If you want a place where where we just ain't cool, okay? I mean, they're, they're, they want that there. I mean, maybe they're super religious. Maybe they're super traditional. I don't know because I don't fucking go there. <laughs> you know, I've never been there. Will never go there. That's a good point. There are different demographics. It's not like, you know, I don't have anything against it, but I don't plan on vacationing yeah. or visiting Houston. The whole world soon. doesn't need to be Denver. We just tried to go get uh, get lunch here. We couldn't find any oh. food. There was just all weed shops. Dear man. God, down on Broadway, I was, yeah, joking, not even joking. I was like, Scotty, I can't find the burrito place because there's too many damn green crosses. Pretty intense. Pretty good thing to see, though. Um, <laughs> I and it's funny, people always ask me where I prefer to go, where do I like, and man, we're about growing your own, so I don't really know, guys, like, I'm starting to cook, I shouldn't say cook my own, I got my own, hopefully, cooking helper now, but... Uh-oh. cook your own, I think, uh, I just heard a click, man, they're listening now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, that's what we're about, and if you are, I guess I could drop, I think, uh, 
There's one out there, Medicine Man, I think, is supposed to be pretty good, but we'll get out and visit some a little bit more. It's just painful to spend a lot of money on recreational weed, and, I mean, I do like the variety, though. They should, we should open a barter and trade weed shop, you know? Hey, you know, I was talking to somebody that was telling me there's a huge discrepancy in the price of weed on these, uh, you know, in these uh, dispensaries in downtown Denver. He was saying, like, you know, you can go to some places, it's $30, $35 a gram. You know, dear God, you can go to other places. It's two hundred dollars an ounce, like nine doors down. Yeah, I don't. And I, that's see, that's what I want to see. I don't even have to buy anything. I'm gonna go check out when they get that ninety-nine dollar ounce off. You're like, what is it? They're like, well, my, my gut feeling would be like it's the mixture of uh, the bottom of uh, four different batches or whatever. I yeah, can't see. Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, for the love that goes into it, especially indoor grown and, you know, at least by her. I don't want to see $99 ounces, man. No, that's Nobody's good. getting paid enough at $99 well, an ounce. Yeah, well, you're reminding me now of they opened up here in Denver uh, just a day ago or so, I believe, licensing. So now, if you're, you could be anybody now. It used to be to grow here in Colorado on the, on the commercial level. You had to be associated with the dispensary. Um, and those, and the, or people that already had one, those are the first people that got a chance to get going. Now, anybody that's a Colorado resident and then gonna have some monies to throw down, I'm, I'm not saying at least like $500,000 if you be serious about this venture. Yowie. Minimum, but, uh, can grow. And these guys that got the first chance at it, kind of pissed off about it because they're saying, well, you know, we're just getting dialed in finally. They're getting their grows dialed in, their production, their staff is, you know, they got their reliable staff in there, everything's chugging along, which took, you know, maybe a whole year, year and a half yeah, or just, longer to do. We just heard about one selling for like 1.6 million. So I mean, there's a lot invested in these things. Exactly, and so they're a little upset that why you guys opening the doors to everybody now? Now the price is going to drop even more because there's still people out there. You can get investors from anywhere in the world. So you're going to have a guy open up a huge facility that's just going to bring the market down. And once it gets brought down enough, it, I don't know. Hopefully it won't. I, I want to see the people that work hard to grow get taken care of. I mean, it's definitely already come down a lot. What was it back in the day when I first moved here easily? About $350, $400 ounces solid all day long. Sure. So it's good to see them about... Which is too expensive. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. It, Remember when we had to treat this shit like gold, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, man. It's nice to be able to, to afford to roll out of an ounce instead of rolling out of an eighth. I agree. And I think that's how... Uh, Man, what is it? Probably we should do some price reporting. I'd assume down in Southern Florida, New York, out there East Coast, it's still like three fifty, four hundred ounce in prime areas. But I wouldn't I, know. I think it's lowered a bit. I mean, it really, I, I was told that that this weed, this Colorado weed, we are. You know, you've heard that. Uh, what do they say? Like the Midwest is the breadbasket of the nation. Oh yeah, that's like my boy that lives in St. Louis. It's like we're loving all your weed out here in St. Louis. You know, people trucking it back for sure. It's going yeah, everywhere. It's making it back. <laughs> That's good. I'd rather have that than stems and pieces and seeds and dirt. Yeah, I actually had a uh, an email from a, a really cool guy from South Florida, South Florida closet grower, and he was uh, he apologizing on behalf of, on behalf of South Florida for me having to smoke the Mexican reg last time I was there. <laughs> Thought that was pretty classic, but he uh, knows the deal. Well, let's uh, one service announcement here. We'll call it before we take a quick break. We'll come back. Whoa, with, that sounds uh, fucking serious. This man. is super serious. Just got an email that said in the previous episode number thirty-three. I hear you refer to Reserva Pravada as part of DNA Genetics, but this is wrong. Reserva Pravada states Reserva Pravada Colorado is operated independently from DNA Genetics and Reserva Pravada. 
So I'll clarify for this person that, yeah, two different entities, but what I believed is that there's some of the, you know, same homies there that veered off from DNA. But regardless, officially, those are two different things, and we could say operated independently. So there you go. Clear that up for you. I believe that is for Ike, and uh, he says he loves the show. Nothing he'd rather listen to while he's working. So thanks, man. Oh hell yeah, man! Spread it through your work. It's it's great, man. Trimming, gardening, pump it up. Yeah, and I mean we're just getting started. We're in our, we're in our new space today for the first time, and we've got video here. Or we have the option for video, and there's just going to be a lot of content being pumped out in the next uh, few weeks, few months. Uh, on dogrows.com and on 420growlab.com. I've been working real hard on 420 Grow Lab. Haven't really uh, posted any any too much yet because I'm waiting for a couple uh, site improvements. And it's on, baby. It's on like Donkey Kong. You yeah. find it all. DudeGrowShow.com. All the episodes are there. Man, I'm going to try to curate some shit. You know what I mean? I, I get Curate. Yeah. You know, like a... Like a museum does. You go to a, a museum and you see a whole bunch of people, good, good shit, you know? I like I, it. I want to do, I want to do that with all sorts of videos. I've been changing so much stuff on YouTube. There's so many great growers on YouTube. But what's that? Weed Wizard 777? You seen him yet? I have not. Oh, he's cool as fuck, man. At least his videos are. Uh, checking out MJ Organics 303, right? It's Dr. J's site. He puts up some funny shit like raccoon attacks and whatnot on his garden. Oh, that ain't no joke, man. Um, what else we got? All right. If you guys like what you're hearing, man, give us some support, too. Don't want to pump it too much, but I do. We got the great product recharge. Pick it up at realgrowers.com. You could head over. If you guys are wasting your trim, you're wasting a lot. I got the all-mesh bubble bags. You can pick those up at dudegrows.com or just go over to Amazon, search mesh bubble bags. That's me. Hey, pick you up. know who we're giving no love to, man? Who, who? It's Jacob from Grow More, man. Shit. Come on, that guy hooks us up, man. I do. I, I finally have all those bottles open, and I'm liking them all. The Biocozyme, the freaking uh, fish, uh, everything. Yeah, and, I'm going to... honey I like a lot because that's molasses and kelp in one. That's the first time I've had that in a product, and that's pretty dope. Actually, we're supposed to get him on the line, man. I asked him if, if we could talk a little bit later, do a little uh, drop in science. And I wanted him to talk about I've been using, I think, three or four of his additives, and it's been working, man. So I wanted him to just give us the recipe straight up. Well, yeah, and you met some, uh, not met, but through networked, we'll say, with some of those outdoor growers in California, straight up just rocking tons of grow more. Dude, they're buying pallets of it, man, for big outdoor grows. I mean, because he's... You know, I mean, they do a big ag industry where they're doing the, they're called water-soluble crystals, <laughs> meaning that it's like, it looks like miracle Grow. you know, and there's a few, there's Jacks, there's Peters, there's miracle Grow, uh, and he's one of the big guys that's grow more, you know? Cool. I'm liking all their organic natural shit, not running any chemical, of course, you know, the dude. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're going to take a break, man. We'll be right back, and... Take her easy. What do we got coming? What do we got coming? I gotta tell them what we got coming. We got a, actually a little bit of an equipment review quickly. We're gonna compare with, uh, we got a, a guy that works over at Way to Grow that he, I was gonna buy an extra sun bulb and he talks me up to a Hortilux. I typically run those extra sun slash plant max, pretty much the same bulb. And he had like four points or something. I was like, alright, damn, that's rather interesting. So let's have him tell us why he digs on the Hortilux. Yeah, absolutely. And if you all have equipment questions or have nutrient, specific nutrient questions, we have access to every nutrient at Way to Grow now, man. So just hit us up. Let us know what you want to talk about. 
We can do nutrient shootouts. We can do uh, pretty much anything we want, man. Yes, exactly. And okay. it, with, with saying that, I will say much love and uh, to way to grow, respect, man. They are treating us right. Love those guys. Getting down deep. Absolutely. We're going to have to make our own man. reggae song about it. Like, Way to Grow has some, like, reggae song hey, about it. Who's, uh, who's that, that guy we heard recently, man? We just heard a cool... Uh, Mendo Dope? Mendo Dope, man. Where you at, brother? Hook yeah, us up. Guys, we got some guy moving in on uh, King Marijuana, but that's not real possible. But we're gonna. I think we're going to get some of this guy. Mendo Dope's got some good shit, so we're working on getting permission to showcase some of his music to y'all. But that all being said, let's take a quick break, come back with a little equipment review. And Grow Talk, man. Let's hit it up. Do Grow Show. Do Grows.com. All right. Let's talk about Let's talk about it. It's a higher plane of human existence. Scotty Real here talking about Recharge, and if you don't know, Recharge is my shotgun blast of organic goodness that takes the guesswork out of growing great herb. What makes Recharge unlike any other product in the store is my soil biology. Each gram of Recharge has over 400 million CFU of living soil bacteria that act like billions of tiny little stomachs, voraciously eating and delivering nutrients to the plant, all nicely wrapped up in this delicious organic package. The results are serious dank flavor and crazy strong and vigorous plants. And if you don't believe me, just ask Courtney. Doing this talk with this brother here is just highlighting the good essence of Recharge. Now that's what I'm saying. So go on over to realgrowers.com and check out Recharge. You'll be glad you did. Alright, what's up guys? We're back, we're back, and we have Kenny sitting in from the Central Way to Grow. How you doing, dude? Not bad, not bad. Where we wanted to do a comparison between, I'm always pushing, first it was the plant maxes, and then it's like, 
We've got, got the bald deal going with Way to Grow, of course, so Extra Suns versus Four Deluxe is where my brain is. So I came in the other day, and uh, Kenny was working, and I, of course I was trying to pick up a couple Extra Suns, and he called me out like, I mean, why would you get, especially with the Dude Grows discount, Extra Sun bulbs when you could get Hordelux? And pointed out, like, mainly it was like in differences in quality of construction, and you're saying just in general, even yield, plant health, whatever, like overall everything, why do you like them more? Well, the Hordelux is going to be better construction. It's made in Ohio. Um, it's got a ceramic disc towards the uh, base of the bulb, which uh, absorbs heat, and it also allows that, it, 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 once it warms up, it allows for even heat uh, down there uh, where the metal touches the so glass. The ceramic disc will actually, it's not like what's removing some heat from the actual bulb. It's just even heat, so that you're not getting hot spots where the glass and the metal heat up, uh, where they connect. Oh, wow. Uh, the metal and the glass heat up and exchange, uh, expand and contract at different temperatures. Sure. So, by having a more even temperature on that ceramic disc, and then from there, you're going to have, it's going to be a more even heat seal. Most bulbs go bad because oxygen gets inside the bulb instead of the vapor that's what colors the bulb. Uh, so another feature, Hortilux makes their bulbs in a glass mold that's threaded. Uh, Plant Max does not, so those bulbs are simply the, the uh, socket is just crimped on uh, to the bulb itself, which is your connection, like, so you could have issues with the bulb. Like if you're trying to screw out a bulb that's screwed in tightly, you might even just lose your... Yeah, and any like I said, every time air gets in there, it just makes it's just a, it's one more drop of you know drop in the bucket for the bulb. Sure, and uh, you know so you have that feature that the the socket's actually threaded onto the glass, which is gonna allow it's gonna be a lot harder for oxygen to get into there as the bulb heats and contracts with that metal. So you'll have a better you know it'll last a lot longer, and you'll have less degradation of your gases inside of. Uh, inside the bulb itself. So do you recommend a different change rate at all? Like if I'm buying the Economy Bulb Extra Sun or Hortilux, can I run the Hortilux longer? Or uh, absolutely. Uh, you, the, the bulb, like you see the little spectrograph on all the all the boxes and on our mats and whatnot, uh -huh. and that shows the spectrum of the bulb. It Hortilux stays at that spectrum much longer than those other bulbs because of that same gas. The gas is in there, stays in there, so you lose less degradation over time, and I would say you go easily six months on a Hortilux versus, I don't know, I would throw... Every, yeah. every, like every cycle. Yeah, I every, would, every two, two and a half, three months, you're throwing away the Plant Max, or you're losing yield, you're losing that, that, that spectrum that you initially wanted to purchase in the first place. Right. You're losing all that. So is Hortilux dominating? I know you guys have a lot of commercial accounts at the store. Is that like what you see mainly born? I can't think of a single commercial account that doesn't use Hortilux. And I always like to inquire on commercial accounts, guys, because these are the guys that are, they're, they're, everything's on the line. You know, a lot of money, harvest, they want the top quality and everything that they can get or try to get. And they also have quantifiable results, you yeah. know? Quantifiable. Like that. <laughs> and uh, what about, uh, like, do you see return rates on, the I mean, does a cheaper ball break more or it's just... Not as good. I feel like we don't see a lot of returns on the cheap bulbs, mostly because people just don't bring them back. I mean, I feel like it's kind of the, it's <laughs> you like, get oh, what you get. Yeah, yeah, oh, my little crappy bulb crapped out. It's so. like trying to return something to the dollar store. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, and Portalux actually has an, an amazing return rate policy, and as long as it's within the year, 
uh, you know, we'll take care of it for you right away. I mean, it right off the shelf. I tell people that all the time. You guys, if you some people have to be mail order, but if you're near a hydro shop, you want to buy your important equipment, especially lighting. If you have a bulb down in a two light grow or you know a one light grow, you're screwed. Uh, so you got to take it immediately back. Of course, you can have a backup bulb, but some people don't have all the financial options in the world. And any reputable hydro store, right off the shelf, of course, they're probably going to want to test it. If it's within that year date, uh, but there you go, bam, you're back up and running. Not to mention, I mean, if you're sending shit back via mail for returns or using online stuff, it's a pain in the ass. So if you're doing that, have backup ballast, backup bulb, and gear ready. So And don't play the fool bringing old bulbs back to the gross store, man. They're all marked with the date anyhow. <laughs> well, there are actually several different ways that we have to uh, check that. There's actually the the... the, the the ink that they use on the bulbs actually changes color after 10 it's hours. It's like currency, man. So, yeah. wow. You cannot trick yeah. them, guys. Right. So, we, I mean, it's it's oh, really... Fuck with I hoard a lux, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think with, with that said, I mean, that's why I, I I did not buy... Actually, I did buy one extra sun, and then I bought one hoard of lux. So, I'll have a... For the cheap half of you, man? The yeah. Cheap. For the cheap half of me, it'll be somewhat of a test. It's two different strains under each light, so that kind of sucks. I wish it was the same exact strain, same cuts. Right. But regardless, man, if you guys... It makes complete sense if you, you go down to any way to grow. If you're a Colorado grower and you use Dude Grows Bulb Deal, it's a Portalux for 60 bucks. So, I don't know anywhere you're going to get a better deal than that. Some people actually said, oh, I found one. Online for fifty seven ninety five. Yeah, and it's like okay, fine. You, you win. have shipping and handling, and then you have the option of getting a broken bulb via USPS. And you know that's happened to me, man. I actually tried to get one of these. I'm looking at them right now. The uh, the hundred twenty five watt. Uh, what are they called? CFLs. The mm-hmm. ones with all the loops on them. The real funny looking bulbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put that bitch in my garage or I'll put that when I'm doing a YouTube video. I'll put that bitch on. You oh, know, yeah, they're great. From a yeah, set. it's just a great bright light. But I, you know, it didn't even occur to me to come over to Way to Grow to get one. I ordered that thing on Amazon because it's not a real grow product, man. You know? <laughs> so, True. Yeah, so I ordered on Amazon. Came broken. I ordered two of them. I got 50%. One of them I was able to use. The other one came broken. I ordered it again to replace it. It came broken again. Yeah. Finally, I called Way to Grow Up. I said, do you guys got them bulbs? Shit, yeah. Same for $2 less. No yeah. shipping. You guys, your, your bulb's not down for more than as long as it takes you to get here. Get yeah, you know we're talking like this, though. But we'll talk to people sometimes. They're like, yeah, I mean... Texas and it's 200 miles to the nearest shitty hydro oh, yeah. store, so we don't want to rub it in, yo. Yeah. Actually, the way to grow does do some online stuff, though, don't they? Uh, yeah, we do online stuff and we also drop ship anywhere. So hell yeah, we, you we know, I, yeah, anywhere. I used to work with these guys in Florida. I mean, if you're setting up a big grow, you need to know these guys definitely, yeah, no matter definitely, where you are. Yeah, we can definitely drop ship all over the place, so we can give way to grow, you know, way to grow deals to anyone. Uh, who's willing to make the effort? Shit, yeah, and so what I, this is all about is we, we give love and respect to the people that uh, that respect us, man. And Way to Grow's been real good to us here, man. So change change my ways a little bit. My new recommendation: I used to say, man, for twenty bucks, like I'm slinging plant maxes or extra suns all day long, changing them out every grow. But now I got I'm gonna rock the Hortoluxes, but have still have that cheap bulb as a backup. Buy a fresh cheap bulb for a backup. And, uh, yeah, I mean, especially when we're talking the value of not even square foot, like every square inch in your canopy is worth so much with light. It's probably the number one thing that you should be, uh, you know, focusing on. But don't be that guy that goes and puts a thousand watt in like his four by four, three by three tent. 
You can't have too much. The other thing is, is if you're using a plant max and you're throwing it away every cycle, you're getting rid of you're you're contributing to the mercury problem. Uh, every bulb has mercury in it, so if you're throwing a bulb away three times as often as you're throwing away a hortolux, it's three times more mercury that's Good going point. into the no, trash. But are you really thinking three times the the, the uh, six length? months versus two months? Wow. I mean, and so these mean? plant maxes, you're seeing severe watch this degradation. Degradation. Oh yeah, and that's in two be, months. Yeah, and they, I mean, wow. no one argues that. I mean, How do you, you know, measure that? You use a, a you meter can use or a something. You use a meter if you want. Um, it's actually the actual. The problem is, is the spectrum itself. Uh, you lose all. You know, you've got that nice, pretty, you know, spectral sure. spectrometer picture. Well, that's when you fire it the first time. And then again, every time it heats up, it cools off. Every time. And what little air's getting in there? Yeah, is that what's so, happening? Yeah, air. And so those, it's gas is what makes the color. Sure. So it's their proprietary gas blend that makes the color and in that tube. And so every time you are allowing any other gas in there, you're you're altering that spectrum. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Um, you know, and you're not air doesn't have any sort of spectrum to it, so you're just basically bleeding spectrum. So the wow. better the bulb, the better the light spectrum, longer. Yeah, man. I buy good dog food, put premium gas in my car, and try to eat well. So, I mean, I got to, you know, stop skimping on the bulbs. Ugh. I was just born. <laughs> last time I checked, we was broadcasting from America. <laughs> yes. Horrible I do upset. like that. Made in Ohio, guys. That is pretty dope, man. We yeah, that is shit cool. going on. Damn straight, man. All right. Well, thanks for sitting in, Kenny. Thank Take you, it guys. easy. Awesome, man. Hey, Thank you so care. much, man. All right, guys. So, uh, let's get into, what should we get into? I got one more quick equipment review, we'll call it, Scotty, if you can handle it before Grow Talk. Uh, this is for you commercial growers out there. Uh, ran into a buddy here just the other day. For you commercial growers running CO2, it's a dope idea. It's been in like the restaurant industry for a while. GreenCO2Systems.com. Um, they have a lot of, what they do is they have a truck that cruises around, man, and fills up your tank from the outside of the building. Like, they don't even have to bother you. They put some big ass CO2 tanks inside of your building, your commercial grow, cruise on by with the truck and just fill it up as needed. Now, this is, Sweet, for one, if you're running a lot of burners, you're dealing with a lot of freaking heat. So uh, if you guys have interest in this system, check it out, man. Give a call over to uh, Green CO2 Systems. The guy's name that you want to be in contact with is North, and his number is 720-412-2602. And definitely tell him Dude Grows sent you. And hook it up, man. I love the convenience of that. I wish I had a big enough grow to justify, like, just a truck coming by my house. I'm rocking a 20-pound tank. But uh, <laughs> when you get – when you, I saw a guy here the other day picking up, uh, you know, five – I think he was changing up five or six tanks. Now, he must have had a bunch of smaller bloom rooms or something, I'm thinking. But still, you could do that all from one tank and have it running in all your rooms, not at any heat. So I just wanted to plug that a little for you. Last time, greenco2systems.com. Give North a call, 720-412-2602, and stop running to get gas. All right. All right, grow talk, man. Let's hit some grow talk. We're on a roll. Come on, come on. All right. The first question, I think, came over from a Real Growers to Scotty here. and uh, Grow talk. <laughs> you going to do some R. Kelly grow talk in the background <laughs> for me? Let's roll it. Let's roll it. Uh, let's see here. What do we got here? Let me read it off. Get into my grow talk reading. This guy said, hey, you saw your channel and love your vibe. Thank you, thank you. He, uh, I was under trying to understand the theory of quality over quantity and wanted to maintain a heavy center cola. So he chopped off all the shoots and did not top, top the plant. So he's basically trying to focus all the energy to the top of his plants. 
And his plants now is reaching over five foot tall in veg, and he has about four to five weeks left, which he's pretty much right on before flowering starts outdoors. Right. So now he's kind of saying that he has, like, basically a lollipop. Um, and he, he uses the adjective as a tall and skinny corn that's getting top-heavy. Right. So his questions: is, should he remove the top, leave it, stake it, or just learn and start over next year? Well, it don't sound like there's nothing else. If he takes the top off, it's going to be a, a nothing, no? Well, and he says he's, he doesn't plan to chop anything else because they're showing the female sexing signs. If you're here, I mean, I'm pretty sure even in other areas, it's not too early, man, to top that if you want, especially if you're in Colorado. Like, first option, yeah, top it. Top it down. It's got a month, about a month of time to recover. You're what not going to go stakes that bitch down, I'm, man? I'm down with that, too. If Do you a got little the super cropping? Hell, yeah. If it's flexible or start making it flex, flexible by, yeah, pinching, slowly bending. You could bend it so much one day, let it heal, bend it so much the next day. Or if it's really flimsy and you have the ability to just arch it completely over with, uh, by, you know, putting a stake in the ground and using uh, any type of rope or a piece of twine to start pulling that top down more and more every day if you got the room, that'd be money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can pull it out of its pot and replant it, you know, on a 45-degree angle and stake it down to the ground. I definitely don't like the... Uh, just chop her down and start over next year. No, right? I think you got all that that uh, foliage on there. I would say put you know put it at a forty five degree angle or put it parallel to the ground somehow. Maybe if you could take what is it a five foot plant. So if you can take that head, uh, stake it down to the ground somehow, then you're going to get everything that was uh, that was being shaded is now going to become a top. So now you've got a sideways plant with a ton of tops, man. Yeah, exactly, and it's going to grow another. Typically, man, most, I can't say most strains, some strains are bushy and whatever, but always count on a lot more growth happening. Once we get into flowering, up to two more feet between now and flowering, that thing's going to grow another couple feet if it's healthy and, and thriving. So chop her up and feel bad about it for a second, but know it's going to come back like crazy if it's healthy. So, um, all right, next next question. What right, you got, this, man? Oh. I'm zooming around here on my, my laptop. Um, what I got? I got this guy, this kind of question comment, got on here off uh, my YouTube channel. Just started flushing my glass slipper from the clinic here out here on Colorado, and they ran, you can get seven seeds for 40 bucks over there if you have your medicinal card, and they're feminized. So he had the seven feminized glass slipper seeds, and he said topping definitely helped his yield because he ran three of them untopped, and he topped four of them. Um, and you just had to let me know. And I know you had to let me know because I talk up the glass slipper. It's actually Dude Grows Pick for beginners. If you want to, if you're a beginner, run the glass slipper feminized seed. It does not need a lot of support. Uh, it grows awesome structure. It's beast. Not, yeah, it's a beast. It's big flowers. Doesn't stretch a ton. Uh, but according to this listener, it's worth to top it. I actually did not top mine. So next time I pop one of those, I'll have to. And I'm getting ready to, uh, actually get a citrix going i have to say while we're on that reserva privata subject i've grown no not a ton of them but my favorite so far the citrix guys was a winner winner chicken dinner if you want (laughs) um man great feminized from feminized seed great plant flavor was awesome everybody right away i could smell the citrus in there you know like I love it, so I gotta pop some more of those here soon make some room in the indo in the indo room hell yeah but uh I like it. Thanks for the feedback. I'm going to try topping out the glass slipper next time. Right on. Next comment, next question. This guy basically caught a video. Uh, I keep telling you, man, i got a lot of videos. If you guys haven't seen them, the Dude Grows YouTube channel over there. You can hit it up from DudeGrows.com. 
So I put a lot of videos out on topping training, pinching over, because that's always happening in the garden. I mean, you're always doing that shit. Um, the plants are stretching. You know, i got to take care of it. And he made the point, great video. I like how you mentioned not to break the skin. I find that if you do, recovery can be slower than the growth trying to catch up. Would you agree? Breaking and I, the skin? Yeah, breaking the skin. So, like, if you're pinching over, if I have a top, I had a one plant, an LSD plant, that, that had one main shoot that was, like, seven inches taller than all the other ones. Definitely all the, and I was already into flowering. I wasn't going to be cutting anything off or anything. But if I bent that one over, pinched it, pinched it back and forth, back and forth, and you can pinch the other side. You keep pinching it and pinching it until it starts to bend over easy. If you bend it over when it's not coming kind of easy, then you can break that skin, the, the skin of the plant. Nice. And, man, I have broken those sometimes, guys. Have no fear. You can break those almost completely off the plant. Yes, and uh, if you and then you're like, oh shit, like that was gonna be a fucking awesome flower there, man. Just sweet. Go get some tape. I don't. I mean, whatever. I've used Scotch tape. Tape you can remove. Um, and then tape it over. Tape you know, tape the wound, and then get a little bit of uh, my favorite go-to in the gardens, the twisty tie roll. You can use it for all kinds of shit. Build a ballast out of it if you need to. <laughs> and then give that thing some support, and you'll be amazed, man. These plants can heal if they're healthy so well. Yeah, I mean, and what'll happen if I snap one, and I'm like, oh, that was bad, man. I'll just un- I'll just do exactly the opposite of what I just did. So I tilted it down, I tilt it back up again, and uh, yeah, I'll just kind of put it back in position, and it'll heal. You know, it's almost like if you broke broke your arm, the doctor puts it back in position, and it heals. Exactly. Same concept. Man. It gave me a great even canopy. You guys, don't, don't be fearful. Start messing with your plants. Start bending them, training them, topping them, really molding them in, getting them, uh, yeah, getting them to do what you want to do. You are the master in the indoor garden, at least. You are Mother Nature, or Mr. Nature, I guess you could say. <laughs> typically, most indoor growers, I would say, what, 90% men is what I'm assuming. Whoa, man, that is freaking racialist, man. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, I think that would be sexist, maybe. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's sexist racialist. <laughs> uh, there's some good girl, girl growers out there. What about Nebula Hayes, right? Hell yeah, She's man. She's pimping out the grow room. Absolutely. <laughs> Word. All right, let's see. What else we got on here? What else do we got on here? All right, comment on a video. This video I really like, actually. Titled, Properly Flushed Cannabis. Um, and basically, if you search Properly Flushed Cannabis, you'll pull it up. One of the Dude Grows videos. This this gardener was concerned. Don't you risk the plant getting mold and uh, stuff letting, he said, he said, die like that before cutting it down and letting it dry. Because when you've seen this video of properly flushed cannabis, some growers are like, whoa, like, what happened to your plant, man? Like, what's going on? Like, it looks like shit. You know, I got dead leaves. I barely have any green. Um, and I can't I can't always time it to harvest like this. Sometimes it's kind of hard to get everything out of there. But uh, and then you get a little bit of purpling. And what's going on is I'm freaking I'm cutting the plant down, man. And it's ripening off, and there's nothing left in it to get that uh, dope smoke. Call it the dope smoke. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it definitely get the flavor. I actually had a uh, uh, one of these shit number fours, man, plant that I really would choose not to grow again. It was really a crappy one. Shit number four. Yeah, yeah, you know, first I mean, shit one, two, three. Yeah, they were good. They so were these good. are all the same strain, yep. different phenotypes. And this, this one came out with a grassy kind of smell, real grassy and whatnot. And I was talking to a buddy in the drying room, and he was saying, you know, I mean, all that 
chlorophyll from the leaves, especially like if you don't pull the fan leaves off right when you harvest it. All that chlorophyll from the leaves really affects your taste, man. Yeah, and the other thing is it's cheaper, guys, to flush properly. You don't have to use, you know, the last two weeks as a new gardener myself, I'm always concerned about you. When I was, I should say, a new gardener, not as a new gardener now, excuse me. Um, basically, I would be like, I'm going to push these buds, man. I'd be like in week seven, like I'm going to add a little bloom booster here, dude. I'm going to push them harder. Now, last two weeks in any, you know, almost any soil, soilless medium, unless you know it's really clean, two weeks, man, two weeks, plain pH-adjusted water. Now, you got to think your watering schedule, I water once every two to three days. So, you know, that's not a ton of waterings you have to really leach everything out. And when your plant starts to yellow, your flowers do get bigger. Your plant's taking shit from your flowers. It's getting all the nutrients it needs from itself, and those are, like, the best ones. So I really see a lot of good... uh a lot of good things going on there in the last two weeks. And it's one of my favorite times of growing because you don't have to mix any newts or anything. You just go in there and flush through a plain pH-adjusted water, preferably between 6.3 and 7.0. And if you're trying to get all that water out, don't forget you can just hand water and do what's called a leach, which is uh, maybe put two, four gallons of water. Yeah, don't be flushing with your drip systems, man. This uh -huh. is hand-watering time. Yep. That's the way you really get it pushed through. You flood out the top of your container, and you can just see, like, the bubbles popping up and the water just leaching through. Um, I yeah. love it. Think about washing the soap out of your car wash sponge, you know? You wash your car, you got the sponge full of soap, you're trying to get it clean. You put a lot of water on there. Yeah, I haven't washed my car with the sponge in about seven years. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> washed my car in about seven years. Man, so. Car is just a car. We're talking plants here. We're talking the cannabis. Diggity, but my point is how, how the sponge holds that, that soap in there is the same way that your soil is going to hold the uh, salt-based nutrients or the nutrients in general. So to get it out, you need volumes of water. You need a lot. You know, it's, it's not just a, a little bit. You need a lot, man. Put two, four gallons on, on a 10-gallon plant Hell yeah. and you'll get a good leach out of it. I definitely, and uh, you one, one applicable tool here if you're the indoor gardener, a lot of people don't have drains in their grow room. I mean, it's awesome if you do, but uh, basically, it just like I said, dedicate a shop vac to your grow. It's the shop vac for your grow, and that's what you can use to get all the runoff out of your trays. Uh, a lot of times, plants aren't fully mobile at this point. They're trellised up, supported, tied up, whatever. So be ready to handle all that runoff because you're going to need all that runoff to get the flush. Yeah, I spent four or five hours with my shop vac this past week. Yes, Scotty had a flood. I had a flood, man. And you know, man, I almost made a, a video about that. So I guess the key word there is almost because <laughs> because I made an extension. I went and got some spa hose from Home Depot. I think with 20 foot of spa hose, maybe a dollar fifty a foot or something like that. And I made this super long hose for my vacuum. I've got a pretty strong, I want to say it's a three inch, uh, rigid vacuum from Home Depot, a wet dry vac from Home Depot. Like the 18 gallon? Yeah, but then I was able to insert this smaller hose into the larger hose and make myself like a 30, it's almost like a whole house vacuum. That's awesome. Yeah, like a central vac. So I just leave it right next to where the drain is. And then I'm able to just go, you know, snake through the entire grow room and, you know, into the flowering rooms and really awesome. So, yeah, I will, I will have to make a video about that. It's not too expensive either. When you start buying those, you know, 10 foot or 6 foot hose extensions for $30, it's, uh, you know, it can get pricey. Yeah, definitely can get pricey and floods can be, yeah, a huge pain in the ass, man. 
I remember, you, I don't know if you ever had, like, a, a go to bed and then, like, you, like, wake up, like, an hour later, you're like, oh, my God, I left the fucking water on, like, when I wasn't running. Because for a while, of course, I tempt fate and fill up my, you know, reservoirs without the float valve. I got this. I can remember, dude. Oh, man. Float valves yeah, illegal, are, man. <laughs> are definitely worth the investment. 100% float valve it up. Yep, what are they, about 20 bucks? Drill, you know, it's a little, you know, yeah, what, a three-inch drill? Quarter-inch one's even cheaper than that. Yep, so, so easy, man. Uh, what else, what else? I had a little comment, actually, Scotty. I've been growing this white widow on the indole, and I was reading up on the genetics, and uh, from the breeders, I found it said to, I think it was turn your lights uh, the last, I think it was like the last 10 days, down to 10 hours. And it really pulls like some attributes out, and I don't. I haven't really heard this with a lot of other strains. I've heard it being done before, though. Supposedly, if the strain takes forever to yield, you know, it's going to be a seventy or say, you know, eighty day strain. You can tighten up the budding, uh, the, the flowering time by uh, going down to ten hours. Interesting. I've heard that. I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do a little bit more research. I, I, I've gone to eleven before. No worries. Um, but yeah. eleven hours of light or eleven hours of dark. Uh, 11 hours of light. Lights, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to give them any less dark periods, because that'll screw them up. Yeah, no, I'm going to do, oh, what do you mean, you mean, like, turn on your light for an hour during the middle of dark period? Oh, my God. Flowering? Oh, my God. <laughs> Check your timers, guys. You yeah. always got to be careful. I've seen growers that they cannot figure out what the hell the problem is, and that's because their light comes on at 4.15 a.m. until... 4.55 a.m. because their timer tab's a little fucked up and they're never in their grow room at that time. <laughs> it's that like, is true, man. Those little, it's basically those timers, those, all those controllers work with those little tabs. One of those tabs breaks, Yeah, and you, your light's going on, man. It's not, not a good way to do it, but uh, yeah, double-check your timers. Make sure they're on time, oh, for sure. No. All right, so we had another grower, guys. I wanted to put uh, a little announcement. This, this gentleman says, what's up, dude? Want to know if I could get on your show? He said, actually, he wants to know if he can get down. He wants to get down on your show for a grower call on. Mm-hmm. He's a medical grower, cannabis patient from New Mexico. All right. And uh, I just want to let you all. I found him over there on, on the on the Facebook. And look at you on the Facebook. Huh? Yes, yes. The easiest way, although I do check the other social networks uh, as well when I can. Uh, dude grows at Gmail. You know that hits me up, guys. We love to have grower sit-ins, call-ins. If we're in the Colorado area in Denver, man, come on down to the studio and uh, hang out for a little bit. Bullshit. We, uh, that's what's making the Dude Grow Show, you know. Can't hear me and Scotty all the time. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> now that we got to be in the same room together, you know, it's we welcome gl- guests gladly. Come on down, man. Bring it. Bring it. Uh, all right, Scotty, let's, uh, let's take a break and uh, get Dr. J up in here for the Grower Sit-In, man. Uh, we're going to talk about, like I said, some outdoor... Grow techniques, raccoons, um, got a little bit of deer blood talk from Scotty, <laughs> all kinds of interesting shit here with uh, Dr. J on the Grower Sit-In, so enjoy right after this break, and we'll be right back. All right. To you, Mary Jane Seed, take this recharge as your beneficial micro-inoculant to have and to hold as you blossom into your true, beautiful self. I do. And do you recharge? Promise to take care of Mary Jane Seed as she advances into her harvest. Do you promise to stay with her weekly? To organically enrich her roots with a barrage of microactivity through her entire life cycle, resulting in a healthy plant with thick roots and luscious tops? Yeah, man. 
I now pronounce you plant in beneficial micro-inoculant. You may now plant the seed. Recharge your plants with Recharge, and you'll fall in love all over again. Recharge. So you definitely have to check out the Dude Grow Show. I mean, this brother keep it real. If you want the true facts of what is, you have to check out the show, yeah. DudeGrows.com. Hi there, boys and girls. Would you like to come on a wonderful trip with me? Where you could be most anything you'd like to be? What's up, guys? We're back doing our grower sit-in here. We got Dr. J in the house. How you doing, man? How you doing? How you doing? Hey, yeah, how you doing, what's up, man? Yo, what's up with that tampon you rolled, man? Oh, man, I'm ready to get down on that a little bit more. <laughs> I think you did. We had to get John speaking up in here. He's a little, yeah. he's a little high. He's like, it's wearing off, so let's keep tuning up. Hell yeah, man. How did you roll that thing? Dr. J shows up in the parking lot with... A joint literally the size of a tampon, man. And I don't even think I could roll that if I tried. I can roll like the double paper long ones, but how you rolling that thing, man? Um, well, uh, you just break it up, put it in there, and I just, um. But that's a single paper? That one, I, yeah, just one paper. Man, that looks like a double double to me, man. Just pack it in there a little real carefully and real nice. And right. Then, um, that one, I was just able to lick the sticky and fold the sticky over on. Yeah, you barely so, got that one shut. And then what you do is you just take like a sharpie and you pack it. You twist the end up, you know, real, you know, twist the end up and then take a sharpie and pack it in there. I uh, thought that was one of them double paper ones. So what I, was just I just like to take the word joint and tampon out of the same sentence. I mean, that would be good if we could have another uh, descriptive word there. Well, so If he would roll them a little Cigar. bigger, we could call him a baby's arm. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on. Let's the grower sit in. This is a grower sit in after we talked about the J description there. So we got some outdoor grow talk kicking here. We're going to be discussing uh, Dr. J's got a little outdoor greenhouse. The dude's got his Tiki Hut hail protector outdoor grow. Scott keeps it on the indoor, but he's always got some uh, feedback as well as cloning, right? Let's start Let's start with the cloning because, John, you were not tripping me out, but it was interesting. Like you said, you basically, this is the simplest method I've heard, guys, with a cloning machine. It was 
I'll let you take it away. It involved okay. a coney machine, tap water, and like roots in seven days, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the first time I got the Easy Cloner, I put the roots in there and I ran it for 24 hours a day. And uh, within four days, all my roots were soggy. Right. Because the pump was so the pump was just warm constantly and, running. It was warm in the water to a temperature to where a bacteria can grow in there, I guess. No, sure. is this the Easy Clone brand specifically? Easy Cloner, yeah. Like a 30 site or something? Black, 60. He's like, hell no, I roll with a 120. <laughs> <laughs> it don't yeah. matter. It's all the same technology. These little mist heads that are powered by a water pump. Yeah, the pump yeah. pressurizes the mist heads. And yeah, yeah. All right, so your pump was keeping it too warm. Yeah, the water was too warm. I started reading up on it and stuff. So what I did next time is I went and I cut all brand-new cuttings, and I put just fresh tap water in there right out of the sink, and I set the timer. I didn't use any rooting gel or any cloning solution or anything. Either. Nothing. Not, none of that. I just cut the cuttings, put them in there, and I turned this, the timer. The only timer I had, I read, her, I read everybody else saying it was 15 on, 15 off, and the only timer I had was a 30-minute on, 30-minute off. So I used it. And That's uh, where you caught my attention, man. Like, this pump is going off for a half hour, and yeah. I figured fresh cuts would not handle that. Like, they just yeah. die out. But yeah, think about exactly. what it is. It's inside of a chamber. Yeah. So the humidity in that chamber. So high. There's a, there it, is well, a pretty good bit of humidity in there. Yeah, yeah and what's what's drawing it out? It's not it's like there's an open window or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to stay humid in there for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's probably. I would probably think that they would wilt off pretty quick, too. That's what I was wondering. At least the tops would wilt is what I was thinking. Right. But um, So essentially your pump's on like half as much then, right? Yeah. yeah. It's and on for 12 also, hours of the day. Also, what I was doing is I was taking uh, a couple of uh, 20-ounce Coke bottles sure. and freezing them at night. Ah, and nice. I'd swap them out in the morning. I'd just throw a couple of 20-ouncers in there in the morning and then pull the other ones out, throw them in the freezer. So you uh, get a water chiller there, uh, man. Huh? So you'd throw it in. How long would it, like, what size Coke bottle? Just, just like a 20-ounce Coke bottle. It's like two of them. You how know? long would it last in there, out of curiosity? Uh, I just, I don't know. I would just leave it until the next day. See, I like this trick, guys. I used to run a, a Botanicare... <laughs> Um, when I did, when I used cloning systems back in the day, and I ran a one tenth horsepower chiller with a line in and out of the cloning oh, machine, yeah. and I was like, "What am I oh doing? Like God. this is crazy. Oh, yeah. This is like uh, like having somebody on like the ER table on life support for my clones <laughs> with all this equipment and beeping and." But yeah, when I heard John's method, in seven on the seventh day, you started to see actual roots was, or just nodes. I started or? to see the uh, actual little root coming out. Um, you know, maybe an eighth of an inch on a couple, four, five, six or so of them or more, and the rest of them had little, uh, little lumps all over. I mean, how they get right before they start to root. Sure. And I think they're Callous. ten. They're ten days in the cloner today, and the roots are like this long. They're probably three or four inches long already after ten days. Yeah, and what's cool about those cloners is uh, you can just leave them in there. Probably ready to go. I, what do you guys think? I think they're probably ready to go. Yeah, in the dirt they're ready to be planted. Sure, yeah, sure. If you've got four inches, especially you're ready as to go. much oxygen as they've been getting to with the off. Do you know what your water temperature is averaging uh, in there? You know what? I haven't put a thermometer in it. I think it was right around seven. Well, it was probably about seventy-nine degrees or so. 79 degrees. Probably, yeah. See, this is where, I mean, this isn't going to work out for everybody, but I like the simplicity of it. I used to check pH, like, daily and adjust pH in a clone machine, which is a pain in the ass because it's a small volume of water, so you'd overshoot it, you'd undershoot it. Yeah, then you'd screw shit up. Um, Or I I still recommend, though, if you guys are going to use, like, a product, I think Clone, Easy Clone has something called Clear Res, at least something to help protect if your your water gets too warm and something you get some type of negative bacteria that yeah. you don't get that slimy rot on your stems and your cuts and stuff. But, I mean, that, there you go. 
that's awesome as far as no cloning solution, no pH adjustment, roots in seven days, and then you added like maybe quarter strength uh, uh, rooting hormone, right? Well, not, what I did was after I saw the roots coming out on the seventh day, I got that Clonex solution that you put in cloners. Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to put like 20 mils per gallon. I don't know if this did anything or not, honestly, but I just took the lid, which is maybe a, you know, 10 mils, 5, 10 mils. Sure, 10 mils. And I just put the 10 mils in the whole 5 gallons of water or 7 right. gallons of water that's in there or whatever. And just kind of, kind of just, and then the next day I added one more just to kind of give them a small amount because the, they were really yellow. Sure. That's IBA. Yeah, they were what's yellow in there. looking. IBA, endobutric acid. Whoa, look at you, wow. man. Big words. Acid, man. Oh, my Dude's not making up any words today. I'm going to be on point. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys have anything to put in there, I could probably put in there to keep them green. Maybe I should put that solution in at the beginning. You or can something. use like any quarters, any. Um, I used to use if you have not organics by any means, but yeah. if you have like a hydronutrient like General Hydroponics and Canna yeah. AB, uh, Botanicare or whatever. Quarter strength. Quarter strength. Yeah. yeah. Just put it in a quarter strength. Let yeah. it make them get real happy, and then once is that before roots? You think? Or? No, I'd wait till you had some roots because roots. people what they do is they get worried like. They'll see their clones start to look bad. Sometimes yeah. you can get the perfect cuts where, like, they didn't even skip a beat. Yeah, which is kind of turn color. But other, otherwise, it's like when they get uh, yellow and all that, it's don't panic. I mean, yeah. the, the plant is working on setting its roots. It was yeah. just, like, raped from its mother, basically. That's so happened, man. You can do a little, I don't know, Scott, have you heard raped anything? from its mother? <laughs> yeah, the hell is that? Well, then think about, man, when you're taking the cut, dude, it's just like, hey, get, you know, you're ripped. Cut. I don't know. It's like cutting somebody's arm off and sticking it in, like, a moist towel or some shit. It's like being circumcised. <laughs> Yowie! <laughs> there we go. But, uh, you know... Basically, uh, Scott, have you heard? I've heard people recommend you can, if you see that yellowing, you can full your feed, your cuttings yeah. with some kelp and shit. But I think, why would you want the plant to think it's receiving newts when you want it to push roots, right? Do you ever full your feed cuttings for any reason? What's funny is I have some cuttings that look so good, I had to screw them up. So I went and fully, <laughs> nice. I put Jumpstart on them. <laughs> oh, no. These was, look too good. They to just look perfect. And I had so many of them, I just kind of made more than I, than I wanted to. I actually been playing with cloning as well. Uh, a friend of mine, Jeff over at Dewey Mister sent me over a bag full of these Dewey Misters, told me to play with them. Um, it's a clog-free, it's supposed to replace the guts of, like, John, you've got your cloner, mm -hmm. and it's powered by a water pump, and that water pump was heating up the water. Yeah. So it's a combat that you put these Dewey Misters in there, and you put... And you run airlines. They don't run with a water pump. They run yeah. with a little air pump. Yeah. Like an aquarium. And you pump. talked about this last show. Have you built your built I, your little system? I yet? built you the video up or what? I do have the video. Yeah. I don't have it up. Scott Scott's on a content right. kit, guys. It's all coming hardcore here. You I know? saw his Root Riot video, the Root Riot Clone. Yeah, well, well this is pretty cool what I did, man. So I got the two uh, I took three gallon buckets. I went over to Way to Grow, bought me some of those black three gallon buckets with the lid. I drilled out I went and got a two inch hole saw, drilled out the lid, put some little net pots in there with the little uh hydroton cubes and everything. not cubes rather, hydroton. And how much water is in your three gallon bucket with the Dewey Mister? About two inches on Dude, the that bottom. That shit is crazy. To me, it's just like a. It's like I just figured get too hot, not enough water volume. But Why would I know, it get hot, man? I, I mean, there's there's, thing, there's, air, there's yeah, there's. It's just entry, and plus that air pump is coming in. It's pushing new air in there, so I it is you. circulating the air. The bottom line is, it doesn't matter what I think exactly because it it's works. It's working unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> but what really it, it worked well. But what really made it different was that I went and got these lids. HTG Supply. Am I saying that right? Yep. 
yeah, it's a place online, I guess. Uh, they sell these lids for five-gallon buckets. We've all seen the, the clear cloning dome lids that you can buy. Well, they've got a cloning dome lid that's probably about nine or ten inches, maybe 12 inches high. Sweet, like a dome for a five-gallon five or a awesome. three-gallon bucket. So I ordered three of those online. And so if we got to talk to Way to Grow, I'm sure they could get some of those, man. It'd be good to have them here. Yeah, you know? definitely. Put those on top. So I had three of them. I made two Dewey Mister uh, buckets that worked amazing. And then I had this one that I didn't feel. I think I ran out of air pump ports. So I just took cocoa core. Put the cocoa core in there. Maybe about, I don't know, two... Uh, I drilled a couple holes on the bottom of it. Put cocoa core to about three quarters filled. And then I just started pegging clones in there. Just cutting them and throwing them in. No, no rooting hormone. You're no putting nothing. cocoa core and net pots in the nope. mister? This one I didn't use net pots. And I do have a video that will explain right, so yeah, about 420. But I was just basically sticking clones directly in the cocoa core. Put the lid over it. And those are about the healthiest batch that I got right there. And honestly, all three of them look like they, they never got right cut. They, they look like they're growing right off the uh, right off the plant, man. It's amazing. Nice. Well, let's take it from cloning to outdoor growing, because uh, I know Dr. J's got a little greenhouse, and like I said, the dude's got his outdoor grow, and this is just awesome time of the year. It's like you can hang out by your outdoor garden and just visually see the shit growing. Yeah. I've already top twice. Although I haven't outdoor or grown outdoors this year. He has a hoogle mound. I'm growing some vegetables in a thing called a hoogle mound, which is basically a, <laughs> yeah. uh, a bunch of wood. You take uh-huh. a bunch of wood, then you bury it with dirt and compost. And this thing is just yielding the craziest amount of vegetables, and we very rarely have to water it. So my thoughts are, if you're in an outdoor grow and you're constantly once a week having to run up and, and, and have to you know, drag water from a stream or pump water, yeah, get a hoogle. Uh, do how, do you, how do you spell it, Hugel? H-U-G-E-L? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it, there might be a K in there. I think there's a four. But, very efficient with water. I mean, I got a buddy running one, and it's just, yeah, it's Yeah, blast. just say uh, Hoogle into your phone, man. It's that kind of <laughs> world these days. It means uh, mound in German is what it means. Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty fancy, pretty fancy. Well, all right, enough of your Hoogle. Anyway, good outdoor way to conserve water and grow, yeah, grow big and plants, man. Getting a lot of nitrogen, too, from the trees rotting, too, bro. I would think so. That's, that's my self-watering pot for outdoor. What do you got kicking, John? What's your outdoor situation? What, what genetics and uh, what's the grow system? I got a greenhouse with uh, three Buddhist sisters in it, and um, you I almost used... lost one of them, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I didn't have. Uh, I had an entry into my greenhouse, I guess. Um, <laughs> There's a little B and E in the greenhouse. <laughs> the raccoon got in there after I put some fish fertilizer down one night. Wow, and that's what attracted Smell him in shit. there. It was funky as hell. No shit. Yeah, and did... he started. It was trying to find the fish. And you started digging the roots up and pushed my middle plant completely over. I walked in the next morning. I, I almost started weeping. Oh man! I Dude. mean, it was uh, it was it was uh, pretty bad. So, what type of uh, anti raccoon? Uh, what do you call that? An <laughs> animal? I just want to make up my word. <laughs> an animal? Yes. An animal aside type uh, of product? Yes. yes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that all day that day, um, you know, after I, I had to replant my plant. I replanted it, and thank God it made it, you know, right. after being wilted for a couple of days. I got, How much of a solution did, for you, man? Dude, this thing just did. It dug up the whole backside, and the, and the, and the main root system was, was hanging out of the ground, and it was 
all torn. Right, I got a and solution for it. what you do is you take a deer yeah. and, and you take all the blood out of the deer and <laughs> yeah. you spread that in a circle Hell around yeah. your greenhouse. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I see the animals, man. They look at it and they uh -huh. just freak out. They want to get the hell away from it. Oh, yeah. man. All right, we got to throw this in since we're talking interesting pests. Uh, I had a buddy <laughs> literally this last week, indoor garden, going downstairs, doing his watering and everything, and then see something out of the corner of his eye. And he's like, what the heck? what's slithering? What snake? He had a snake in his indoor grow room oh, in the basement, nice. which was, is, I think it was just a little gardener snake, no harm. But I can just uh -huh. picture being down there, like, stoned up and basically, like, that's, you're not anticipating a snake in your freaking grow room. So <laughs> it took him about a week till he finally was able to track it down and he got it and got, I think it came in one of his, like, vents that are coming in on the ground level from right. outside for his lights or something. Imagine seeing, like, a snake in one of your freaking hoods. Oh. But... Anyway, so we got snakes, raccoons, um, yeah. you know, my outdoor grow doesn't have any of that jazz. So why do you run with three Buddha sisters? Do you like to run all the same genetics in your... Um, uh, yeah, they all pretty much end up uh, looking like one big plant. Yeah, I saw your pictures, yeah. I guess because you trellis all of them kind of out together, so running yeah. the same is and ideal. Then, yes, and then like um, by the time October runs around, the whole greenhouse will be full you know, basically by that point. Sure. Now, I have three is about max. You know, I could fit in there. It's a 12 by 16 greenhouse. That is amazing, man. Yeah, three, three plants, plants, guys, are filling up a 12 by 16 I'm greenhouse. I'm hoping it, you know, that it does this year, you know. I'm hoping the Guinness Book of World's Record shows me the world's biggest pot plant. Oh, man. I want to see that, you yeah, know. We should, guys out in California. We should look, yeah, right? look that up. Definitely. Mine are taking off. That's the trouble with outside sometimes is timing, guys. So I wanted to give some tips on timing. Um, to feel free. And we're coming. I mean, everything's depending where you're at listening in the world. Here in Colorado, um, we got some tips from a commercial outdoor grower in the springs. I was concerned with when's the last time I should top my plants because, you know, I don't want to top them too soon before they start to initiate flowering. And initiating flowering outside isn't like indoors where you just, you know, change the schedule, bam. Like they know it's time to start flowering. It's way more gradual. So here in Colorado, he recommended, you know, if your plants are robust and healthy, you can top your plants as late as very early August if you need to. Um, and, you know, some people might say, why do you need to top outdoors? Well, you know, some there could be privacy concerns. Um, I planted in only 20 gallons when I should have planted in, like, fucking 100 gallons. And uh, But still, they're growing, like, ape shit. And uh, so I've already topped twice, and I'll probably do one more topping. Um, and, John, you don't do really much topping yet because I saw um, you trellis it out across, like, the whole greenhouse space. Yeah. You're just out there weaving and getting them all through? When I started them off, I spaced them out, you know, evenly in the and throughout the greenhouse, you know, you know, thirds or whatever. Sure. And, and then you just, I, what do you take? As they grow up, you're just pushing them sideways, well, laterally yeah. to the ground? What I did is... uh when I started, I put a trellis up immediately. Right. And I just kind of scrogged them where you kind of just keep the, you keep tucking under the tips. Sure. And every time they come back up to the sun and they get long enough to make it to the next sure. thing, you just tuck it back under. And then as it grows, all yep. of the tops start coming up, you know, just like scrogging. And then, uh. It all, I, almost like a squash would grow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I cleaned the bottoms up on them and took a bunch of clones about a week or so ago. And, um,. Yeah, guys, I can't emphasize that enough. I've been, I've cleaned mine out probably twice as far as uh, yeah. the uh, what 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 are you laughing at? I was just thinking how it's like he's got three plants. They're the size of a small building, but he's like, hey, they made the rules, man. Three plants, man. Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> exactly. And I just cleaned mine up. Um, 
awesomely too because if you guys the outdoors it can get so bushy and insane yeah. it's hard to apply your pest control products such as an azimax or neem spray you're not going to get the complete coverage so feel free definitely thin out the inner ones take off yeah. some of the lower ones they all grow back so turbo in the outdoors yeah sometimes though what i did is i waited a little while before i did clean up the bottoms to let some of those grow because outdoors that light penetrates the plant so much though some of those bottom ones are actually just like Make it all the way up to the top. Sure. Yeah, I mean, going all the way, and you're like, oh, my God. I don't want those snip men. It, snip it, and then I'll start pulling, and all of a sudden you're pulling, you know. Right. So you, you got to snip those because you're going to have ease, easier trimming in the end. They're not going to get, yeah, it's not going to amount to anything at the end. So yeah. I want to make my main buds bigger. I used, to be a, I used to be a plumber before <laughs> I, uh, that's probably what got me into this, man. But <laughs> I think of everything as pipes. I wouldn't uh, expect a lot of water to come yeah, out of a little exactly. three-eighth yeah, inch pipe or a half-inch pipe. Uh, so I'm looking at my trunks the same way. My oh, trunk yeah. is a four-inch pipe, you know. Yeah, I mean, right. I can carry lots of lots of water and nutrients. So you know? used to be a plumber. How does that transition? You said that's probably <laughs> why I got into this. Were you just doing some shitty plumbing job one day, and you're like, hmm, I should grow some weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know what it was? I was plumbing in AC. So when all my weed-growing friends' uh, oh, yeah. AC broke down, okay, I was the one guy that, that got in, you know. Right. so You came as the AC There's a lot. The friendly AC repairman. Yeah, the, uh, the no-nonsense guy, the guy that keeps his mouth shut. It's like you need a five-ton unit in that bedroom? All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds reasonable to me. What uh, I did last year is uh, harvested the whole outside of the plant. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, yeah, I let okay. the inside grow for about another two weeks. And that worked? Yeah. The the buds that are in them that don't get mature, uh-huh. they'll start maturing up after you cut all and they get more light. It so does make sense. You can just strip it down and just leave your skeleton sitting there with all those scraggly-ass buds all over it for you know, a couple more weeks. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, you know, I'd like at least to see I could that. in my greenhouse, you know, because, you know, it was, co- it was covered up. Yeah, you don't want to do that in your indoor grow. I mean, your yeah. indoor grow space is so valuable. Yeah, you, just you want don't want to waste your light on it. But, yeah, I mean, I, outdoor, a lot of outdoor growers do that. So I'd like to see how that works because I only my only problem with that is if I take off all my main buds and all my top buds and then there's still inner flowers, but that point, my plant is so flushed out. Yeah, I don't know oh, exactly yeah. what they're going to be eating. Well, Everybody mine, feeds a little different, but I got them buried in the ground. So I think there's just a there's just a ass ton of nutrients there, no matter what. And I think they're going to use what they're interesting. Use. Yeah, do you find outdoor container growing, which would be the dude or Dr. J in ground? You amend everything really well. You put a, you know nutrients. I'm sure you top dress organic good shit. Yeah. It's got to be tougher to flush out in ground. I really didn't notice anything as far as flush. Do you get them I yellow? Like, I just didn't. Last year, they you know they weren't really that yellow when I cut them. And last year, it was probably the second or third week of October. All right, I'm going to have to do a smoke test this year then just you know to check I mean? it out yeah, see well, how it burns. Check it out, yeah. I just, you know, when the a white container. test. Yes, in the container, I mean, obviously, I could see in a 20-gallon, I can run 10 gallons of water through yeah. that and start to see it water fall out the pot yeah, of drain holes. Exactly. Which hey, is, tell these beginners what the white ash test is. That's something fairly interesting, um, actually. Yeah, if you're smoking a bowl or a joint and it's, and it's uh, got a gray or a brown ash on it, it's got pesticides and fertilizer left in it. Sure, it's got and, something left in it. Yeah. And if well, what he, if the bowl sparkles? Like a spark- <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I'm I smoking weed. I wouldn't buy it from that guy anymore. That, that full-on <laughs> pops, man. I mean, it will full-on uh, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, the 4th of July? Yeah. It's probably got seeds in it or something. No, it seems like it does, yeah. but it's got so much salt nutrient know, in yeah, there, I, man. Yeah, I've never had that. I've never, luckily, never smoked oh, that, yeah. but... No, you're smoking a joint too. You get a nice white ash, and it'll burn for a long time. 
Sure. Like I sat my joint down the other day, went upstairs, grabbed something to eat, <laughs> came back downstairs, started puffing on it, and it, it lit it's right. Good to it go. Sparked right. right back up. You know. Uh, yeah. That reminds but, uh, me of the story where the guy smokes a hit, exhales into his freezer, closes <laughs> it, comes back an hour Takes later and gets again. high again. Man. <laughs> awesome. We got legendary man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word, guys. Well, I think uh, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to tune up a little bit on this. Uh, I still haven't came up with a better adjective than the tampon joint. Yeah. But um, we'll come back with a better one after we get a little tuned up. Dr. J might sit in a little longer. Yeah. Continue on with the Dude Grow Show. And, uh, yeah, everything's over at DudeGrows.com, DudeGrowShow.com. And what do you got, Scotty? Yeah, you, you know, we're actually working up some cool shit on 420growlab.com. I've got a, uh, a video set up there that's going to show all, all sorts of killer videos. And uh, I do have that cloning set up, man. I have that cloning video. I will post it. Word. YouTube. Like I promise every week. All right, guys. We'll <laughs> be right back. We're going to tune up on the, uh, the J here with Dr. J and uh, enjoy the break. Be right back. All right. Yo. Why don't you go get that good shit? You know, that shit that your brother gave you. That, that, that good shit. Yeah, that's the shit. Show 35, you ready to put it in the bag, Scotty? Oh, yeah, I do, man. I gotta do some roaming around this place, man. Yes, yes, that will be the 35th episode for you. The first one done in our uh, our studio space here. So, like we've been saying, it's only gonna get better for you. We're gonna get some video working on the live show, guys. Uh, definitely, Dude Grow Show takes a bit of effort for us to do. This isn't our only thing going on in life. Of course, being a grower its own is, you know, depending on what, what you got going on, a full-time job. Especially in this season. Yeah, it, it definitely, man. I hope y'all are keeping cool out there. Here in Denver, it's been freaking hot. If you're not, like, listen to episode 13, Todd from Temp Needs. He's keeping busy. He services growers. Great guy. Totally legit. 
uh, help you out. That would be temperature needs, Todd, 720-312-1015. You guys have been enjoying this with us. If you want to give any support, pick up some recharge, anybody growing, I guarantee you you're going to dig on it. It takes advantage of your soil for you. I mean, it's just a great nutrient buffer all around. Go learn about it, realgrowers.com. Coupon code DUDE, 25% off, rocking, supports this podcast specifically with the founder himself as the co-host, Scotty Real. So, hell yeah. That works out good. Everything, if you're on the go, guys, iTunes has us, uh, Beyond Pod for your Android users, everything over is at dudegrowshow.com. You can hook up the podcast there if you're just watching your PC. I don't know, does anybody look at their PC anymore or just their smartphones? I don't think so, man. I don't think so. <laughs> PCs, pretty soon it's just going to be like this. Little screen on your arm or some shit. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Mark in Michigan, man. He's the only one that's still using a PC. <laughs> and it's not even, it's a, it's not, it's a desktop too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, man. Word. That's it, guys. Episode 35 is in the bag. Uh, we're going to be coming at you with some longer episodes too. It is supper, <laughs> supper time. It is supper time. It's summertime, guys. So yeah, we definitely do get busy. I hope everybody had a good fourth. And if you're not enjoying summer in Colorado or in the mountains or doing, I mean, Get out there, man. Go jump in a stream. Go take a hike. It's pretty badass. If it's too hot down here, head up into the mountains. That's my that's my take. Shit, I've been eating lots of homegrown vegetables, man, in the summertime. Salads every day from the garden. I mean, that that's summertime to me, man. Uh, I definitely am getting into my salsa mode. My driveway garden is starting to produce the... Uh, Jalapenos and the peppers and man, I'm gonna. I can't wait for the pickling too. We're talking. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not being cannabis specific here, but we do grow a lot of other things. And pickled peppers that you do on your own beat the hell out of everything else in the store like crazy. So maybe we'll have a, another show. It's like the dude grows veggies and pickling episode. Oh man, we get Peter Piper on, man. Remember when he picked the pack of pickled peppers? <laughs> and let's be listening, guys, for. uh Grow more. We'll probably be getting out some new. If we don't have a full show, we want to drop some shit for you midweek and not make you wait the whole week. You know, maybe we'll be dropping some science with Jacob and just throw that out there. It's not a full episode for people to have some content in between shows. Weekly's almost not enough for some of our listeners are wanting to hear us more. And we're down. We're down, guys. We're working on it. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned, man. Big things coming up. Where dude grows. Dude grow show guy episode thirty five. Put it in a bag. Peace out. Bag man. <laughs>get yellow and all that is don't panic plant is working on setting its roots it was yeah. just like raped from its mother basically That's so
Hey guys, remember that there's plenty more great grow knowledge over at DudeGrows.com. So go check out all of our news, videos, and latest articles about growing great weed without all the bullshit. And remember, it's donations from listeners like you that keep the real deal marijuana grow knowledge coming at ya. So visit DudeGrows.com and be the DGC. You're listening to the Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Hey there, Coloradans. This is Stonedwell, your local dispensary on South Broadway. Right now, in our stores, on our shelves, in glass jars, we have, waiting for you, $100 ounces of recreational, pure, 100% hybrid shit. Straight from the hills of Colorado and dragged directly behind a horse over two vertical miles for you through the weeds and the muck and the horse apples, it is... Pure hybrid shit. Come on down and experience a bag of true turd nugs. If you want to quit weed, we recommend you smoke a $100 ounce of pure horse shit from our dispensary. Come on down to Stonewell and experience how bad weed can be. This ad was made in jest. Please do not smoke a $99 ounce of weed from any dispensary. At least not this year. 